My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless. When Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month, when you purchase a three-month plan, more like, wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. We use Mint Mobile at the office, and we have been saving so much money since switching over, and setting up on Mint Mobile's website was super easy. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com bears. That's mintmobile.com slash bears. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bears. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three months plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Welcome to another episode of Two Bears, One Cave. I'm Tom Segura. He's Bert Kreischer. And trying to get all the K's in there. And, uh, <laughs> uh, by the way, that shit's going to need to stop before my special. <laughs> Are you doing that thing on the title card where you, you it's Bert KKK Kreischer? <laughs> no? no. Oh, I don't know. I'm asking. No. No. <laughs> when are you allowed to, uh, discuss the uh release date i can't yet not yet yeah i almost slipped up we almost slipped up on rogan almost said it because i was yeah. drunk i got mine did i tell you no i got mine really yes the month that we are coming out uh is completely loaded it is one after like it's wait hold on is it are you with me i'm a week apart from you yeah nice before after damn it and then, fuck, but you should see the whole, fuck, you should, fuck. you should see the whole lineup. If yours had come out the week before, mine would have been huge. No, it's a, it's all going to be, it's all. Everyone's going gonna to watch yours. And then they, mine would be out and they'd be like, oh, Bert too. You know what? The thing is. People will be still watching yours going, oh, shut the fuck up. No, it's great. It's actually, it's just great to be in the circle together, but it's not just Ooh, us. It's, I can tag your, my, my marketing for my special. I can throw yours in too. Thank you. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be fucking huge. It's going to be great, That's going to be really fucking huge. Though. And then don't be surprised if Netflix is like, hey, do you mind promoting these other ones too? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you know who else is? Yeah, I know the whole Wait, lineup. can you write the names down that I want to know? Yeah. I want to know. God damn it. I wish I had what you have about like, I remember going to Montreal with you and you yeah. were talking to these people and I was like, yeah, and then you're like, they're agents. And I was like, how did you even know that? And you're like, how do you not know? How do you not know that? And I was like, I, I just don't know anything about this business. I feel like you have a pen. No, why would? We, yeah, I do actually have a pen, dude. You're gonna love the way this pen writes too. Really? This pen writes so good. You um, gotta take the top off. I know how they, that part works. <laughs> we forgot our. Oh yeah, let me do this real quick, yeah. and then here, uh, give me the pen. Yeah, open it up for me. Okay, 
Just hold on a second, okay? okay. Yeah. Do it a second. Um, Speaking of right, write down the names yes. of the people having specials in our month. In our month, okay. I'm going to do this for you, okay. Uh, it's an interesting episode because we are going to talk about what we've learned from our dads because your dad really has, don't you love the way that pen writes? Yes. Really? Actually, it really is great. It's a great you're not, fucking you're pen. You're not kidding. You want to keep it? I can give it to you because I bought 12 of them. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and I sprinkle them all around my house, so I always have them. Same with sunglasses. I buy, these are the things I would teach my kids. Buy five pairs of your favorite sunglasses and leave them around the house. So that's that you never like current order for certain things. I knew, the, I knew the last one. Yeah. I didn't know the first one. That's good though. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's great. And I know that I didn't know the second one. You know, another thing that's great. What? When that happens. Yeah. It'll really uh, beat that up pretty hard. So that ends up looking even better. You know what I mean? I love your brain. I, what? <laughs> <laughs> and can I tell you, can I tell yeah. you what, what is, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is going to be great, man. We're going to, yeah. I got a big month plan. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Uh, okay. uh, so what, what did your, what, like, what are the things your dad taught you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I'm trying to think, I mean, you know, he's, he is really methodical. He's very much a planner. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind actually about him is being punctual and early for things. Really? Well, he's a fucking maniac about that. Like he, you know, he's a Marine. He, uh, Oh, I knew he was in Vietnam. Yeah. He Vietnam, you know, he led a platoon of men. He, he, oh, so your dad's military. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, I never fucking realized that. Yeah. My dad's a retired Marine Corps captain, man. So he didn't, it wasn't in the Marine Corps when I was growing up, but like that is a big part of his life, his creed. his nightmares? No, uh, but he PTSD? does. No, he did not, not PTSD. He actually in very, very recently started talking about how, like one, he told me like, it's really sad how, um, how he thinks about the guys that, uh, that died, you know, every day. I was like, what? He goes, every day I think about those guys. I go, you think about the guys that were in the in your platoon that died. He goes every single day. I was like, God damn, man, that was like because all he used to ever tell me about was just like war stories, like like a, you're watching a History Channel show. He was like, so we were on Hill sixty five, and the Viet Cong were, and then this uh, rice hopper came through. I'm like, all right, and he goes, we mowed him down. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm like, uh. <laughs> so he tells a lot of like battle stories, which I was always like surprised that he didn't get worked up. I'm like, is this okay to talk about? And he was like, oh yeah, this is great. And then he would just tell stories for like hours. Um, but then I, I was, you know, he told me that about how much he thinks about those guys and it, it's just, it's heartbreaking, you know? But I think it's gotta be, <clears throat> I think about, I've been getting uh, depressed because I'm getting older and I feel like, and but the reason I'm getting depressed not is not because I'm getting older. It's because Leanne's older than me, mm -hmm. and she's getting older first. And I'm watching it happen. Like she's turning fifty this year, and she's like, "What are we gonna do for my fiftieth?" And I was like, "Ignore it." <laughs> <laughs> you know what you should do though, right? What divorce? No, well, <laughs> definitely. But you know, like Leanne doesn't know how to ball out. Not at and all. You got to do it for her, and you got to do it without running it by her or her knowing at all. I started doing that and she lost her shit. 
Just do it anyway. You got to do something awesome for her 50th. Yeah. Her 50th is this year. 2020. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. There's a. This is going to come out really wrong. That's the way we want it. No, not in a good way. Oh, there's a. You know, here's the thing. Well, you know, when you party a lot, obviously you hang out with a lot of people that party. We've talked about this before on the podcast. You have run into a lot of alcoholics that. Um, some really turn their life around and, and do great things. And then some guys that were comics that you didn't speak to in 20 years are still just miserable alcoholics and they're not happy people. Yeah. And they haven't continued to write and they don't, they have never challenged themselves. They were content in a bottle. I feel, I think about those people the way your dad thinks about dead Marines. Like I go, sometimes I'll sit there and I'll go, I feel bad for, because I was in, I was in drinking with them and then somehow oh, right. I, I got out of whatever it was I, maybe maybe i was never as bad as they were out of whatever yeah. it is you look at some people in this business and i feel like you run into them and you're like oh like almost and I, I talked about this so much but when you there's a, a survivor's remorse and i think that's what your dad has oh yeah where he goes i heard some marines say I, i'm sure it was some guy on rogan's podcast that every time he gets in his pool he thinks about all the guys that can't get in their pool. That's all those guys end up thinking about. My my cousin was like, we're having dinner with the whole family. My cousin goes, it must weigh on those guys from war that were in war about like having killed other people. <laughs> and my dad goes, it doesn't weigh on them at all. And he was like, what? And he goes, nobody worries about that. And And he was like, Really? Because my cousin's so sweet and innocent, and he was like, "No, I, I, yeah." He's like, "I would think." He's like, "He's like, let me tell you something. Nobody is bothered by that by killing the enemy." And everybody was like, "Okay." He goes, (laughs) "He goes, what weighs on you is the guys you lost. That that's what you think about." He goes, "He goes, I've I've never lost a, a second of sleep over any of the enemy dying." He's I like, you think of Wouldn't it be cool if you could plug, like a your your computer into your dad's neck, and you could play his memories on a big screen? <sighs> it might it might be too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean that that stuff in particular. I'm sure. I mean, you know, you think about it, man. Like, I actually one. It's one of the reasons where I just go, like, man, I hope we don't go to war because I just feel like it's so. It ends up, it's so terrible to be a part of a war. None of those guys are like, that was great, you know? It's yeah. all terrible. It's just death and destruction, no matter which side you're on. It's just horrible. It just stinks. It, I don't know, yeah. I, I, I don't even know anything about what's going on with Iran, so. And by yeah. the way, when this comes out, we probably will either be in war or not be in war. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I feel I, bad for anyone that has to go do that. I couldn't, I just don't have, I don't have what that takes I don't I like when I think of like I and I it's easier for me to compartmentalize Vietnam because I've seen so many movies about it. Yeah. I don't really understand what was going on in Afghanistan and Iraq. I, I mean, you see a couple movies like Sniper and you're like I I couldn't do that. I would I would end up just going into one of those houses and locking myself in a room and being like uh they captives held me and I guy <laughs> just escaped by the hair of my things. Thanks. Thank God I got it out here alive. What happened? Oh, shut up. We were in a firefight. (laughs) You'd be that guy? I'd be that guy. I would definitely be that guy. I would be the guy going, waking up in the morning going, I don't feel good. I think I'm I'm getting sick. 
I'm going to stay in this day. Uh, but I, th- I, I, I think of those Vietnam guys were it, not not saying that it was a, it was a worse war. I don't I don't know what, but all I know is that once you got dropped off in the jungle, you were you were you were camping for the rest of like until he had he had told us a story about how they were they were told to leave their packs back for like just um, fire support, yeah. meaning like go up to this position, just uh, engagement support, just fire. Yeah. Um, so leave your packs, which are you know canteens of water and food because you're going to go there and you're just going to come back well they got stuck out there with no water so then they had to helicopter out these jugs and the helicopter lowers them release them they all burst so then they had to fucking dick move oh my god so they watched them all fall off and go this explode so they all had, I mean, he was like, we were without water, 62 guys for, you know, the better part of a full day, like overnight and then into the next day. Shit like that. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh my God, dude. I one time went into hot spin without water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had to like get up in the middle of class and yeah. everyone like, they don't like the doors being open. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone looked at me weird and I know what that feels like. Yeah. I know. I know exactly. God, man. Fucking. Dude, I flew coach uh, <laughs> four years ago. <laughs> it sucked. I feel. I feel like I, I. I just. I don't know. I don't have any of that in me. My dad. My dad uh, got went to the draft, and they came. They pulled him in. They're like, uh, "Do Do you have any allergies? Any physical?" And my dad goes, "I have asthma." And they're like, "All right, you're out." My dad. Oh, yeah. Really. They're like, yeah, and he just walked out. Do you know like, what the um the quickest out was? What back then? Gay. No, overweight. So people would just like show up. He said one time they um sometimes they would go from like central command and bring somebody like a new guy. Yeah, and my dad was, you know, he's pretty hardcore. <laughs> he said that like this guy walked up and he my dad just looked at him. He goes. Where'd they bring your sorry sack of shit ass from? And the guy was like, I'm from fucking Utah or something. He was like, get on that chopper and go back. Your fat ass can't fucking haul with us. And he was like, okay. Okay, awesome. <laughs> Good. Sorry. He was like, yeah. Sorry, I showed up. <laughs> but that was a guy who actually made it through boot. Some of the guys, like if you were just, you know, here. Because you, you, you couldn't even go to there, boot there, camp. I love that. I, I, I love the economy of directness in war oh yeah of the hey there's no time to be worried about your feelings yeah. you're fat you're gonna get me killed yeah leave yeah there there isn't that that is so i was i was reading this article today about the ricky gervais thing he's getting in trouble for transphobic tweets or whatever he is it they're not i mean by the way they're not bad i, I guess oh i'm by the i'm the last person that should speak about any of this and I know how this is going to be edited. But some lady, J.K. Rowling supported some lady yeah. that was. Oh, I know what this is. And and I don't. And then J.K. Rowling uh, tweeted that she stands with Maya. I think is yeah. It Maya is, is a journalist, a, a researcher, like a okay. genetic researcher who said. I wish I. It, she said basically. I stand with her, meaning that the 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 researcher had um had made a statement about scientifically 
Yeah, that there are two sexes. Yeah, there are two sexes. Yeah. And I thought to myself, what does it say? What is it? Can you make it bigger? Oh, no, the Ricky Gervais made a joke. Oh. He goes, we need to protect the rights of women, not to erode them, because some men have found a new cunning way to dominate and demonize an entire sex. That's not the joke I read. Yeah. <laughs> but... She she basically said scientifically, uh, if you are born a man, you will always be a man. I guess that is what she said. I'm not something to that effect. But I thought people lit up J.K. Rowling, yeah, for saying like. But she was like, wear what you want, uh, dress how you want. But there are two like, and then people were like didn't realize you just crushed my entire childhood dreams. I used to believe in Harry Potter's magic. and Yeah, by the yeah. way, this coming from a woman who's written in fantasy her whole fucking life yeah. can't understand that maybe someone doesn't feel like they're... <laughs> maybe they don't feel Pull like Pull up a, the J.K. Rowling like, tweet. Or whatever. Yeah, J.K. Rowling tweet was like, I want to get it right because it's, it's very specific. Guys, we need to, all of a sudden, I know that I've made my living off fantasy, but we need to get real about this shit. <laughs> Ooh, J.K. Rowling's is hot. Oh, yeah, there it is. Dress however you please. Call yourself what you like. Sleep with any consenting adult who'll have you. Live your best life in peace and security. But force women out of their jobs for stating that sex is real. I stand with Maya. This is not a drill. Okay. So, well, that, that's not as, I guess that's not as bad as what I thought that's you were what, saying. That's the tweet that blew out. So um, what, read what Maya wrote. Because what Maya wrote was like, I, I think is a science. I think she's a scientist. Really? So I, I, yeah, I don't fucking know. I, this is why yeah this is you I tweet this is what's wrong with me I said I always say I don't talk about politics and then the other day I retweeted some like the 10 most ridiculous uh, PC things to happen yeah. and this guy fucking lit me up he's like bro you always say you don't talk about politics but here you are retweeting uh, the pro- progressive the uh, active rights uh, agenda because they put this out there so that you can then and it made sense what he said is they put the crazy ones out there so you can start writing off the not-so-crazy ones. Right. So when you read the crazy ones, then you read one that's not-so-crazy, but you're like a zimzer, and yeah. you're like, well, fuck that. It's, that should be lumped in with that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my daughter's friends uh, just just became, and I, I think I'm using this correctly, and it, because I used it to someone, and they said oh, they corrected me, and I was like, I'm not. I'm, she became a they? Yeah, so she's non-binary. Right, right. They, they are non-binary. They are non-binary. Yeah, yeah. She became a they. And by the way, I gotta be honest with you. I kind of called it when I met the kid in fucking first grade. You did? I swear to God. I swear to God. When when she are you letting your daughter stay friends with them? <laughs> yeah, she was at her house. She was at her house the other day. Oh, with them, you just nailed it. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. What okay? What did she say? What did Maya say? Thanks. Yeah. Read it. Do it like that. Like you're like you're waking me up like a cop. Yeah, I can't read that at all. I think you mean Zim. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zoom in, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's... I don't know what my point... Was. Oh, here was my point. There is something... So, so like, in, in today's society, we kind of almost have to just... When new rules come up, when you first hear it, I think everyone is taught, don't say anything... Just shut your fucking mouth. Mm-hmm. What are you going to say something and then you got to deal with all the fucking repercussions? I think the thing so, is... But yeah. there, there's something beautiful about the economy of war where they're like, hey, 
I'll give a fuck what the fuck. You're gonna kill. You're gonna get me killed. Oh yeah, they don't yeah, fuck like, around with like the military. How, how might this affect your feelings? No, no, how no. might this affect no, your no, feelings? No, 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 they're like, you can't hang because you're a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, go home. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's how they talk. You can't. You can't be like. Uh, Tell him to get out of that. It's a they, sir. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> no. Tell him to get out of that bunker or I'm going to fucking die. Yeah, and I'll kill all of they. <laughs> By yeah. the way, I'm sure that will be plugged into something. I'll kill all of they. <laughs> no, I'm not going to let you say it. <laughs> God. Bert. I just hope that... Uh, Bert. <laughs> Black people didn't invade our country. <laughs> I just hope, I swear to God, I hope that you guys enjoy the unraveling of my career and just see me on the road. I will never get a movie. I will never get a TV show. Oh, you're going to get all those things. You know what? You know what made me real sad, though? What? You. Oh. When we did Rogan. God, man, you had never told me the full extent of the... Your teeth getting knocked out story. Oh, yeah. And you told it on that podcast. And I was like, Jesus, man. Yeah. You made everybody fucking sad. I know. It's, but that's, well, that's like, I didn't, it's so funny. I never saw it as sad, really. I just thought it was a little fucked up. It was sad. My dad, my dad wasn't a kind of guy. My, my dad is not, he's different now that he's A lot older. of people were railing against your dad afterwards. Yeah. My, <laughs> luckily, my dad doesn't know what Twitter is. No, it's good. Uh, no, he just, he just. Uh, that's an old school a little old school yeah. like i remember one time i remember one time he was yelling about me yelling at me and i, I was in high school and i started to cry oh bro it was like i asked to suck his dick really he was like he was like what the fuck are you doing and i was like and i was like and he goes don't you fucking cry i remember i remember i remember that so vividly like cuz he and, and by the way it that if I can say there's one thing my dad's done that fucked me up that because then I turned into this guy who I saw crying as a weakness mm -hmm. and I I didn't cry from that moment I didn't cry again I think the first the next time I cried was um when Leanne broke up with me when we were dating she yeah. broke up with me and I cried that was the first time I cried again yeah that's like fucking years ten years yeah twelve twelve years and. But and then I I saw crying as a weakness. So like if a woman cried, I'd fucking write her off. I'd be like, yeah. I remember Stacy Dash cried. Um, I told you this. I think I was in spin class and when I was like twenty six maybe, mm -hmm. and I put myself on the bike at Crunch. Uh, Bob the from Biggest Loser was our our trainer was our spin teacher. Yeah. Put myself on the good bike. There was like a couple of good bikes. Once you yeah. found a good bike, you knew what the good bikes were. Put myself on the bike, and I go to get fill up my water bottle. And I come back, and my stuff is on another bike, and Stacy Dash is on that bike. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, whoa, you just switched bikes. She goes, no, I didn't. I said, no, you definitely did. I put my stuff on that bike. She goes, oh, no, 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 no. I, I called this bike. This is my bike. And I went, no, 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 it's not. I put my stuff on that bike for a reason. She goes, "What does it matter? And I went, no, no, it does, because you know that it matters. You know that, very, you know that that's the good bike, and that the bike next to it sucks because they didn't fix the pedals. Yeah. And I go, you... If that is your feeling, then you take another bike, and I'll take that bike. And Bob from Biggest Losers goes, hey, hey, what's going on, guys? This is spin class. We shouldn't be fighting. I go, she took my bike. And he goes, did you take his bike? And she started crying. Yeah. And I went, you fucking cunt. Yeah. How dare you shut down my argument, valid argument, for just going, I don't know how to use words so good, so yeah. I'm going to cry. 
It's manipulation. It's manipulation. It's uh, manipulation. And fucking women get away with it way more because they can just go to that crying technique. And then what happens is a lot of people who don't feel like engaging on the details of that argument just go, like, there's a woman crying. Just fucking be cool. It's a power shift. It's absolutely. Everyone in public sees a woman crying and a man yelling. And they go, oh, he's abusive. He just just abused her. And I go, no. Everyone's going, Bert abuses women. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying in that scenario, scenario, I abuse women. Like, (laughs) (laughs) so. Dude, I said to George at one time, uh-oh, when she was a she was a little girl, she did something wrong. This is when she was little too. She did something wrong. And I said uh and I was telling her, by the way, this happened last night too. I was doing something wrong and she did something wrong and I was correcting her and she and I was being stern with her and she started crying and I was in the kitchen, Liam was in the other room and I said, "Don't cry." Do not cry. I said, if you want to compete as a child, if you want to compete with men in the workplace, you got to learn how to not cry. And Leanne goes, she's fucking three. What are the fuck are you? And, but it was like, yeah. in my head, I was so broken of course. about crying yeah. that I couldn't, Dude, I couldn't. I am with you. I, whenever, if, if, if there's an irrational crying, like, like for, for something, you know, I can't believe there's no parking space outside. I'm like, I immediately shut down and I go, keep this person away from me. I, I, I really have like a disease to stay away from it because it, uh, it's so unsettling to be around yeah. an overly emotional person for me. Yeah. I can't, I can't be around it at all. You know, somebody who cries for no, you know, it's crying, like crying says so much more than just I'm, I'm my, I'm hurt. Yeah. It speaks. It's like, you know, if a painting says a thousand words, a woman crying in a parking lot is a novel. Like yeah. that's probably a thousand words. No. And so that's, that's probably a short essay, but, but like I, if I, Leanne has never cried in public with me. If she did, I'd get up and walk away. I just walk away. I'd be like, I'm done with you. I can't, I, 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 I can't deal with crying. And, and it goes back to my dad. When I started to cry, I get my, I bet my dad said, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Are, are you about to say I'm done with, the conversation. I'm gonna cry and try to one up you. Is this you fucking overbetting me? Yeah, yeah. You're no. You want to be a fucking man? He's like, and I bet in his head he was like, I can't raise a man that goes into a, a office and starts to cry. Right. Like what fuck? Who- right. Because he was going to work every day, and he's like, none of us sit around and cry when things are <laughs> problematic. No yeah. Objection, Your Honor. I just, I just, I just. <laughs> it's so crazy. I've seen my dad cry. I've seen my dad cry. Have you ever seen your dad cry? I saw him, uh, it was uh, the night his, his dad died. I remember being like nine and I was across the street playing at a friend's house and they, they called to come home and I was like, can I stay longer? And they said, yes, one, like a couple more hours. And I was like, can I stay longer now? And they're like, no, you need to come home. And I was like, all right. And I came home and his dad had died and he was crying. I remember him saying that he was crying for his mother because she was alone now that's why he was crying dude the words that come out of a crying man yeah i mean like a grown man grown man not not me and tom but like our dads the words that come out of a grown man man's mouth 
are so fucking intense. Yeah. Like, it really levels you. It does. Oh, I remember when they legalized gay marriage. He cried really. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I watched my dad cry. My dad cried um, when Florida State uh, failed me in two classes, and I had to. I thought you were going to say national championship game. <laughs> I was like, no. I feel him, dude. <laughs> Oklahoma won. God damn it. I had to drive up to Tallahassee to talk to these two professors, and they only failed me because the Rolling Stone magazine came out, mm -hmm. article came out. And I had to drive up to Tallahassee, and it was like six in the morning. It was, it was like probably five in the morning, and I had to get up there by noon or whatever. So I'm getting out and packing my car. I've already. Uh, moving you just to have York. to go just go talk to the professors I've got to drive up and talk to the professors and um i had reached out to them like and i guess called one and one told me not to waste my time that i could go fuck myself a professor did a pro if i had his name i'd rat him out if i had this guy's name i would rat him out i hope he's still in tallahassee i hope i hope he's drinking and smoking and living in his closet of an office this fucking cunt I reached out and he told me to go fuck myself. Then I, I got to his office and he said, I thought I told you to go fuck yourself. And I went, I, I'm, I'm definitely, I go, listen, I'm, I'm moving to New York. I, I wrote about this in my book, but I go, I'm moving to New York. Like I, I don't really have the, uh, you know, I can't really go back to school for another semester to, to make up this class and I need this class. And I've talked to the administration and they said that there is a way that a lot of teachers with a graduating senior will give like an out where they write an essay or they try to make up the work so that they can graduate. I've already walked, like I'm moving to New York. Like I, I'm, and so I was wondering if there's a way. And he said, he said, let me be very clear. He was like, you have sullied the name of the Institute. I uh, am a teacher at, I'm, by the way, I'm paraphrasing. I'm trying to remember exactly. And he goes, you're famous now. What do you care? He goes, you're famous. You got a book deal. You got a movie deal. You got all these things. You're famous. Go be famous, man. Go be famous. By the way, I'm such a fucking idiot. I started going, yeah. Like, I was yeah. in my head. I'm like, what do I need this class for in my head? And he goes, you can go fuck yourself. I, he goes, I, I, I will never give you a C. I will never pass you. I'll never do anything to help you. And I was like, I God remember, damn. I remember going, you're like a teacher. Like, but now you realize he's just some broken 28 year old. 30 year old dude yeah who's never going to be anything in his life and he probably knows that he's a writer <laughs> fucking he didn't know barnes and noble was going to go out of business <laughs> he didn't know all this shit that was going to happen what class was this was creative writing it was creative writing yeah so like i had written all the papers he yeah. just failed me and he was and so i came home i told my dad and we were it was probably i think it was at night i pulled in i told my dad and my dad started crying and he goes it's so hard to watch someone fuck with your kid yeah, dude. And if when you you haven't seen this yet, but when people fuck with your child, mm -hmm. fuck with their your child, it raises like it raises emotions that are like parallel to panic. But um, you know, in that fight or flight, yeah, that that same thing that makes you panic and run makes you panic and want to murder motherfuckers. I'm real scared of how I'll respond to that. I think we all are. Like the first time your kid gets fucked with, like, I had a bad reaction to just even a little bit of that at a park, where like I, I, you know, I had pretty dark visions in my head. <laughs> Dude, I'm if if anything, I'm vindictive, right? If anything, there's a woman who uh, one time told a lie about Georgia. Mm -hmm. That woman's not doing so hot now. Really? Oh. Fucking kicked her out of everything. 
fucking Scorpio. <laughs> ah, fuck you, you cunt. It's like just I was I just shit like that, man. Yeah. Oh, uh, my dad. You know, I I did threaten to kill somebody one time over the phone. Yeah. And uh, and the police got involved. <laughs> okay, and, wait. Start this story from the beginning. Should we do this ad first? Uh, <laughs> Hello, I'm Johnny Knoxville. And I'm Elna Baker. And we have a new podcast. It's called Pretty Sure I Can Fly. Yep, we've teamed up with my friends and barmates from Smartless to create a podcast where we talk to folks who have more balls in a bowling alley. People who accomplish something extraordinary despite people telling them that it couldn't or shouldn't be done. You'll hear stories about the Air Force doctor who buckled into a 600-mile-per-hour rocket sled and became the fastest man on the planet. And a man who wrestles alligators and sharks for fun. Do not do this. <laughs> You'll hear about a foul-mouthed moonshiner. Got a two-inch dick and a six-inch tongue and knows how to use both of them. <laughs> and an even more foul-mouthed female stunt pilot. We got bull riders. Balloonists. Bobsledders. And big wave surfers. People who lay their balls on an anvil and hand the other fellow the hammer. Okay. I bet you've actually done that, Johnny. Maybe for sweeps. Follow Pretty Sure I Can Fly on the Wondery app. Or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Pretty Sure I Can Fly early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus. Is your beer fridge feeling a little empty? DoorDash is your door to beer without the run. Whatever drink you're in the mood for, they've got you. Order your alcohol with DoorDash today and drink in the savings. Use code BEARS24 to get 25% off, up to $15 value on a $35 minimum subtotal on your next alcohol order for eligible users only. I mean, there's like sometimes you just don't want to leave. That's me. Once we're at a spot and we're hanging out, I just don't want to leave. And now you don't have to. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf beer wine mixers mocktails and more can be delivered straight to your door save up to 25 percent, up to 15 dollars value when you spend 35 dollars or more with code bears 24 so whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night doordash is here to help you have a great evening any evening terms apply must be 21 or older to order alcohol drink responsibly delivery and promotions available only in select markets so i got a call this is like Years ago, I was out here. I had a day job at a post-production facility and I got a call. She wasn't even like, my mom called me and she said that this guy was really rude to her at this uh, furniture store. I couldn't understand how you would ever get in this situation. And the second you said this, the second you said, I got a call, I went, I've gotten that call. Yeah. Okay, keep going. She goes, a guy was really rude to me. And she wasn't like, trembling or like she was like she was just like down she was like sad and i was like what happened she was like well i was trying to buy like a i don't know like a couch or something and you know this guy was like what what are you saying because mom has a heavy accent and she was like you know asking him like is this for that and he goes look uh, i don't speak russian like he and he goes so why don't you like learn english or like go somewhere else something like that and I was like what so I just snapped right and I I just I called him and she was she told me where she was and I I go I want you to know that you're gonna die today (laughs) 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 and I said I was dead serious yeah I was in dead I was in California and I go someone's gonna come to your store today and fucking kill you and 
By the way, this is real because this is South Florida. Yeah. And they're and he just and he assumes he's Russian. Yeah. And the Russian mob is fucking everywhere. Oh yeah. And not to mention there's that that getting shot in Florida is a real fucking thing. Yeah, for sure. And people everyone's carrying guns. Everyone. It's so easy uh to first of all, just have a gun on you. And then if you want to go as far as getting a concealed carry permit, uh, you have to fill out one piece of paper. <laughs> That's what it takes in Florida. Like, yeah. everyone has guns. I, the jo- I didn't put it in the special, but the joke I have is our waiting, our waiting period for a gun out here, I think, is like 12 days. Mm-hmm. The waiting period in Florida is and switch. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. No one gives it. So I was like, you're going to die. And uh, he was like trying to say, I go, you can just stop talking. I go, you know, I go, you're going to fucking die. And you can just say, hey, I yeah. guy, guy, I don't want to hear the rest. Of I what don't want to hear say. what you're going to say at all. Unless it's funeral arrangements. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, I remember he was, uh, you could tell he was getting worked up, you know? And I stayed real calm. Like he was like, what are you saying? I was like, I go, you made a mistake. You said the wrong thing to the wrong person. And now you're going to be fucking dead. And I hung up the phone and then. I remember the IT people, because I worked at a pretty big production facility. Yeah. And so, like, a couple of them came around. And they were like, hey, did somebody threaten to kill someone in Florida? <laughs> and You're like, that's and I was like, specific for a guess. <laughs> I was like, I was just like, I'm kind of busy right now, man. So I just went back to what I was doing. <laughs> and I was like, Phew. I just remembered like feeling like such a thrill, you know, and, uh, (laughs) and then, um, so I kind of like let it go, you know, or like a little, a few minutes went by and then I kind of wanted to call the guy again. So I did, but this time I fucked up because I wasn't thinking and I called him from my cell phone. So uh, when I called him from my cell phone, see before when I called, it was the outgoing number of the production, production house. house. Yeah. Now I call from my cell phone. So then he was, um, he, he was, he was like, Oh, I know who you are. Now I know who you are. Uh, sheriff's department's coming right now. You just threatened to kill me, buddy. Like you're going to be arrested. And I was like, I don't give a fuck, man. You're still going to die today. So, <laughs> I just was like, I just leaned into it, you yeah. know? I was like, go ahead, tell them, tell them everything. Here's my address. I just was like, all you need to know is like, if you stay where you are, someone's coming to kill you. So. <laughs> Sheriff's Department's on their yeah, way. Yeah. It's such a Tampa thing to say. Yeah. Thing to say. <laughs> yeah, it is. Sheriff's like, Department. Sheriff's Department's coming. So th- then I hung up and then I knew I was fucked. I was like, fuck, like for the, for at work. Yeah. Because at first they were like, we have no idea who called. And now they're like, Hey, Tom, yeah. are you from Florida? Yeah. <laughs> so then they pull me in to the IT room, which is like, has uh, two guys there. And they're like, hey, so there's this place in Florida that said that like they got a call. Then they got a call from you specifically <laughs> from your cell phone. And they said, you're going to kill this guy. And I was like, oh, no, no. And I totally was like, no, dude. What happened was this guy was on the phone he said some crazy shit and i was like fuck you back he's crazy he's like and, I mean, maybe i'll kill you well, I mean, maybe yeah like that but and yeah. i totally was like i don't know we were just like fucking around and they were like okay and they just like sent me back <laughs> i was like uh. i was like is there a recording of the call <laughs> they were like, 
<laughs> no, I was like, ah, oh, no, 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 no. I was like, we were totally I'm joking. Like, I'm on it. I got it's my on. friend's friend. I was just joking around. <laughs> yeah, but oh, here's the whole point of this was that we brought it up over the holidays because everybody remembered, and my dad was like, I was so proud of you for making that call. <laughs> And oh. he, he like, he gave me like a fist bump. My son may not be a killer like yeah. I was, but yeah. he's got it in him. Yeah. He was like, he's like, you did the right thing. Really? And I was like, I go, yeah, I just, you know, I, I've totally snapped. And he was like, he was like, yeah, it was the right thing to do. Yeah. He's like, when you threaten that guy and threaten to kill him, I'm just proud of you. <laughs> Dude, I punched a kid one time and my dad was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I punched this kid. You want to know what he said? Mm. He made fun of my teeth. It he did. It was before I even had anything fixed. Like, he was like, he just, I just, my mouth was a wreck. And he said something. I wish I remember this kid's name. I said something, and he said something about my teeth. And I just fucking fired off. And I fucking knocked him on the ground. Knocked, didn't knock him out, but knocked him onto the ground. And then I was What like, grade were you in? Ninth, I was going into ninth grade. I was, it was the day before ninth grade started. And the, that was Sunday night. And I fucking knocked him and i said say it again and he just laid on the ground it was really weird it's really weird how like <clears throat> things that you see in movies never happen in real life the way they happen in movies you know mm -hmm. like you say you in that moment you hit someone you think it's gonna be like like everyone's ah but every, a lot of people are like what the fuck did you just do and the kid's like why well you hit me man and yeah then, and you, it's just so awkward yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, not like in a movie. Not like in the movies. Movie. It's clean and cool, and yeah. And and it and it it just it sounded weird. It sounded like this, like like it just didn't sound like it was so fucking bizarre. And then I walked home. I was across the we're on the other side of the our our neighborhood. I walked home. I got home. My God, my dad's like, "Did you just fucking hit somebody?" I went, "Yeah." And he goes, "Why the fuck would you hit someone?" I said, "He said something to me." He was like, <laughs> "Like like what the fuck?" <laughs> Are you out of your fucking mind? Like my dad was, my dad's rules were so bizarre growing yeah. up. Like I remember I said, uh, I said uh, the word, I said the word faggot one time. And I know that's going to be clipped out and put all over the internet. But I said it one time and my dad goes, I said it in our house. Like you'd say it to your friends all the yeah. time. I said it in our house. My dad goes, what the fuck did you just say? And I was like, in my head, I was like, this isn't a bad word. This yeah. Is, this is a swear. His brothers taught me this word. This is yeah. how you say hi to your friend. And he was like, what are you, homo, are you homo, no, uh, no, no, homophobic? He goes, you, are you afraid you're gay? Are you gay? Is that, is that what's going on? Are you gay? If you're gay, tell me you're gay. I'm fine. I'll love a gay son. Tell me you're gay. Are you gay? And I was like, what? No. He goes, are you, are you having a relationship? Like really aggressive about it. And I go, what? He goes, don't ever use that fucking word in my house. Don't ever use that fucking word in my house. I was like, okay. Whoa. I walked away and I was like, try to <laughs> but it's so it's so weird because that was way and then and then in a weird way i never heard that word the same yeah in, i like and i never i never word wasn't huge in my vocabulary as a kid but it was you know very big with all my friends and i in a weird way because my dad got so aggressive about that i was like oh yeah my dad i didn't really hear my dad ever i never heard my dad say that he he I don't know, man. I always feel like he looked at all of us. I think because when he had been in combat, yeah, like just as civilians and only person, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like when I would do something that was like he was disappointed in, he would just kind of like 
You're like, oh, you're just like a regular. Typical. typical. Yeah, you're a regular person. I mean, the, the, his criticism would be if I was uh, I was lazy, you know. I wanted to like sleep in and if I was like, oh, this is heavy, you know, like he'd be like, bring this bag inside, whatever. Yeah. I'd be like, it's heavy. He's like, come on, Sarah. And I was like, Jesus. Like, Sarah? Yeah, he just, <laughs> just call me a girl's name. <laughs> he'd be like hey alice is that heavy and I was like, <laughs> come on sarah i was like <laughs> that's great yep and then i like bring it in he's like he's like jesus come on man. we should do a dad's trip take our dads together somewhere <laughs> <laughs> what do you think my what do you think do you think my dad and your dad would get along like yeah. me and you they would get along i mean they would they would uh my dad my dad i think my dad would my dad is a really weird about respect. Like he lo- he loves he respects men. Like yeah, he, he can really appreciate. Dude, men. they're both old school white guy Catholic guys. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. They would have they would get along. Where'd your dad grow up? Ohio, Louisville, Louisville. Yeah, really, it's yeah. crazy. It's like the most Catholic city. Yeah, 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 yeah. I th- we should do a dad's trip. There, it's definitely yeah. I mean, does your dad relax in a button down in khakis? Because that, that's dad what my relax. Yeah, my that's what my dad wears. You're like, why don't you like get comfortable? He'll go. Yeah. I am comfortable. Oh yeah, yeah. And you're like slacks. Yeah, slacks with a with a maybe a golf shirt. Yeah, is, is my dad's comfort. Is his dress down? Loafers. Yeah, like uh, I bought him a pair of uh, Nike Ultra Boost or yeah. uh, Adidas Ultra Boost yeah. for Christmas, and he was. I, you could tell he was like, he was, was like, like, where would I wear he was this? Like wearing a thong. Like, yeah, he was like, well, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> this is, I feel weird. Yeah. How come my feet, my feet don't hurt? How come yeah. my feet don't hurt? Yeah. Yeah, my dad. My dad relaxes now with uh, marijuana. That is wild. I know. <laughs> it's really bizarre. We played golf at Pebble Beach, uh-huh. and he—that's awesome. Over this break, it's awesome. Until I tell you what happened. What? My dad overdosed himself and was on the cliffs like this. Fuck! Fuck! Super high. So high. How was his golf swing? Horrible as he hurt his back the day before. Oh shit! We played. We we played. Uh, this is like a week or two ago. No, no. We played Spyglass. Spyglass or Spanish. I think we played Spyglass the day before. I had an eagle, and we played. It was fucking one of the be- most beautiful days of my life. One of the best days. One of those days. I've had a couple months. You my have dad, a good golf like, swing, man. Yeah, thanks. I remember when we did Top Golf. Yeah, you you, Ari was a shockingly good golfer. He was doing. He was chipping well. Yeah, he was. He played competitively at his uh, yeshiva. I think. He did. It was, well, I don't know how hard it is to make. Now you were swinging team. that five iron clean, man. Yeah. And so, and so it's my privilege. And so, uh, but my dad, we played really great at Pebble at, at Spyglass. I think it was Spyglass. And then Pebble Beach the next day is back hurt. We started playing. He played pretty good. And then he was like, "I'm gonna take some marijuana to loosen my back up." I cannot believe this. And he ate like, I want to say like thirty milligrams. He ate a lot. That's enough to get you going. We get to the two most picturesque holes. On Pebble Beach, right? And he's like, <gasps> they're both on a cliff, and my dad, my dad's driving the cart on the left side of the cart, like in the grass to the left, away from the cliff. By the way, the cliff is a hundred yards that way, and my yeah. dad's like already like, oh fuck. And I was like, Dad, and he goes, I, you know what, buddy? I don't know what I, I don't think I can play the rest of this hole. And I was like, what? And he's like, I, I'm gonna sit over here. Don't go, don't, don't go to. And he was having yeah. such panic attacks. We go to the third hole. This is the pole everyone gets a picture on. This is the most picturesque yeah. hole of all of Pebble. One of the most picturesque holes on all of Pebble Beach. And my dad uh, couldn't get from out from under the cart. Like he was like hiding in the cart. 
and he was freaking out so bad. And I was like, maybe we. Maybe we'll get a cocktail and loosen up that buzz a little bit. Yeah. By the end, my dad's just fucking wasted. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think they would get along, though. I do. I think they would like... We should, we should do a, a father-son trip. I would do it. Let's do it. Have them come to a... Where's, where's a good place to take them? Let's bring them uh, out on stage and we do a live, live Two Bears, One Cave. Dude, that would be bonkers. We're going to do one... Yeah. Relatively soon. Yeah. We should do a live Two Bears, One Cave. There we go. I mean, yeah. My dad would love it. It'd be fucking great. My dad, by the way, he'll he'll say things like, uh, uh, he goes, people love to hear me speak. And I'm like, <laughs> what? He's like, I consider it like a real treat for them <laughs> to get to hear me. My dad's like that too. And I'm like, all right. And he's like, you know, the thing is like, People just remember when I say things, you know, <laughs> like I'm just good at it. I'm like, I wish I thought of myself the same way. <laughs> my dad what the like, fuck, man? What, do you want me to go on the road with you? Go out, rip my shirt off. People go crazy when I do that. I go, yeah. He goes, I, I know why you do it now. I'm How like, many dates you want to do? Yeah. And you're like, uh. <laughs> do a little father-son thing, you know? Like, well, come out and just be like, uh, you'll tell a story. And I'll go, that didn't happen. <laughs> I go, yeah, that's fun, dad. That's really yeah. fun. <laughs> kid's got an active imagination. Never happened. Never happened. <laughs> didn't even go to Russia. <laughs> my dad, my dad is, I have a great story about my dad thinking that Will Smith was gay. I remember this. And, uh, and I told it on some, I told it somewhere. And someone said, came into my dad and told him, and he goes, never happened. And I go, it totally happened. And he goes, never happened. You got an active imagination. I never thought Will Smith was gay. I go, no, you're 100%. I, it's really hard for me to make up this scenario, dad. And he was like, well, I'll tell you. All the things happened in your head never happened. I remember my sister and I, we were like, I was telling a story, and I was like, I remember when I was a kid, I'd ride on my dad's lap in our van. And he goes, never had a van. I go, we definitely had a van. And he goes, never had a van. Never had a van. And he said, he goes, you make a lot of stuff up and you believe it. And I, I, I'm fine with that, but we never had a van. So I'm telling the same story this Christmas to my daughters about riding on my dad's lap in, in our van, van yeah. hitting the blinker. And my dad goes, never had a van. And my sister, Annie goes, we totally had a fucking van. And my mom goes, we had a van. And he goes, okay. I was like, that's it? You called me a liar, and now you're just going to go, all right, guess we have a man. Dude, our dads are going to get along. <laughs> My dad uh, just goes, if he said something, and I'm like, like it's like I had the, the bit in my special about Tommy Lee Jones is gay. Yeah. You know? No, yeah. I don't know this. Man. You don't know this? Joke to me. Dude, so I, I talked about how like rumors are spread. Yeah. And then one time, I think we were, we were I want to say we were watching The Fugitive, and my dad goes, did you know he's gay? And I go, who? <laughs> and he goes, Tommy Lee Jones. I go, Tommy Lee Jones. And this is back when, for people that, back when like when you said someone was gay, people would go like, holy shit. It's yeah. not like, not like now when they're like, okay. And yeah, like yeah. where you, you realize it's just, you know, normal part of <laughs> the uh, population makeup. So it was like just startling, right? If you, to hear of some, like you see that guy on TV, he's gay and you'd be like oh my god does he have fucking four legs or something like you just would didn't know how to so he told me that and i was like really and he was like yeah and i go how do you know and he was like oh my friend told me and i go jesus and so then it became a thing that i would tell people like like <laughs> like, like you ready, ready for 
for my equivalent uh, real well, quick. I, yeah. My dad told me, Sam Cook got shot raping a woman. I tell everyone that. It's not true. <laughs> it's not true. Keep Dude, going. I fucking started to tell everybody, right? Like, anytime a movie came out and Tommy Lee Jones was in fucking 80 of them, I'd be like, you know, he's gay. And people would be like, no. And I'd be like, yep. Oh. And then they would just basically be like, how do you know that? And I would just go, my dad told me. So my dad told, <laughs> my dad told me. And they'd be like, did you fuck your dad? Fuck him or something. I was like, no. So I kept telling people, telling people freshman year of college, I, I'm in the freshman <laughs> dorms yeah. and I tell this kid, Matt, Who's in the dorms with me? I go, oh yeah, like there's like the movie, a movie's on TV, and I go, oh, did you know Tommy Lee Jones is gay? And he goes, he's definitely not gay. And I go, oh no, he is. And they're like, he's like, where are you getting this? And I'm like, my dad, <laughs> my dad, my dad, and he knows. And he's like, he's definitely not. And I'm like, well, how do you know that? And he goes, because I know Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, sorry. He goes, I know him. And I'm like, how do you know him? He's like, because my dad and Tommy Lee Jones are friends, not lovers. And, <laughs> and uh, I've known his family for years. I know his wife. Um, we've vacationed with him. He's 100% not gay. And I was like, this sounds fucking <laughs> suspect. <laughs> and he's like, dude, I don't know where you're getting this. He My was, dad. Yeah. He's like, this is completely wrong. He's like, he's straight, definitely straight. So I call my dad and I'm like, dude, <laughs> I still, I call him from, from the dorms. I go, I just fucking found out for sure. Tommy Lee Jones is not gay. And he goes, Oh, I thought he was. <laughs> and I'm like, dad, I've been telling this since you, I've been telling this for years. I've told thousands of people this and he's like, yeah. I go, yeah. I go, why did you tell me that? He's like, I can't remember. I'm like, is that it? And he was like, yep. I thought he was. Yeah. I'm like, you just decided to label this guy? And he's like, yeah. You're out spreading grassroots propaganda yeah, yeah. based off a hunch. A hunch. He's, like, he's like, I always thought he was. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, yep. Oh, there's that, that the fucking. I wonder if those dads still exist because I know I'm not that dad. Like I'm, too, I'm like, no. like those dads that just like my dad was like that. We're just we're way more in touch with like human behavior and you know what I mean. Like the other day, Isla goes, Isla comes in and goes, I had the craziest dream last night. I go, Oh, you should hear my dream. She was like, Really? I went, Isla, I had a dream that two sisters, Georgia and Isla, um, could travel into dreams. So they'd go in to a child, into a sick, into a hospital. They'd hold each would hold a hand, and they could travel into the sleeping child's dream, and they could help get in their dream and rescue the child and get them out of a coma. And then they got hired by this family whose father was in a coma, and they were fighting over the will. And they went, and it turns out the father was a horror writer. And so in his dreams, it was terrifying, and they couldn't get out because the day he grabbed onto their hands. What the fuck, man? And I and I go, what was your dream about? She goes, nothing. <laughs> she goes, nothing. I, I, I I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to bed. <laughs> was that really your dream? Really a dream, yeah. I have fucking insane dreams. That I is an insane ins dream. That is an insane dream. I've had, dude. I've had dreams. I've had dreams that would. I used to, I used to call Doug Benson's answering machine and leave him on there. I have dreams, and th they were really intense. 
that would be like would would fucking creep you out. I had a dream one time that uh, I'm I'm sure people have heard me say this. I'm trying to think of one that I haven't told, but this is a really good one. I went we went to Rogan's house. I went to Rogan's house. Everyone's there in the dream, but it's all like Game of Thrones. There's fires on the tables and fi- like fi- just fires, big fires, people shooting bow and arrows and someone grabs me and they're like, Stanhope's waiting for you in the other room. So I go into the room and I just written my book and he goes, he was like, hey, and he's sitting in a throne and he's like, um, I wrote a book. You inspired me to write a book. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, I want you to read it. So he hands me uh, like a, just a folder like a, and I open it and it's inside a piece of paper, like two or three pieces of paper and they're stapled together and it's one it's just like this right and so i read the whole thing and then i look on the other side and it on the back and it says you know uh take stickers so i take the stickers and place on forearms so i place them on my forearm and i look at it and i go it's great and i it's just it's just it looks like this and he's like what'd you think i said it's great he goes read it again i go what and he goes read it again and i went well, i just read it and he goes no the stickers are acid. Every time you read it, it changes. Those I've picked the perfect words to tell the perfect story so that on acid, you can read that over and over and over again. And each time is a different adventure. And I look down at the paper and now all the letters are vibrating and coming off the page and dropping and coming off the page and dropping. I look at Stan up and he's like, keep reading. And I look and now all the letters are sparkling and I'm inside the sentence riding a horse with a fucking knife fighting the letters like it's a big fucking thing and I'm like holy shit and he's like keep reading and I'm like oh my god I'm like it's the f-. and I'm like this is genius and I woke up and I was like told my wife she's like I don't give a fuck about your dream this is a sober dream for you sober dreams dude I've had dreams I had a dream that I had a dream that had me I woke up crying crying like not in a good way so I'll tell you this because it's a really fucking crazy dream okay Let's do this. Okay, do this, do this, do this. this. Right, don't forget this, your dream. All right. Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. They get a beautiful gift and you get the unforgettable moment of seeing the look on their face when they open it. The only tricky part, figuring out how to get the perfect piece at the best price. This is what I recommend for any jewelry purchase. Source it from BlueNile.com. Blue Nile offers thousands of independently graded diamonds and fine jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail. They also offer a peace of mind with every purchase with some of the highest quality standards in the industry. They're available 24-7 by phone or chat to answer technical questions and give recommendations for every budget. The thing about buying jewelry is you really don't know what you're getting into. You don't know what you're looking at often. And the great thing about working with Blue Nile is you have somebody who's a true expert that can help guide you along the way so you don't feel lost, so you know what these diamond grades are. You know you're getting real value. You can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile also offers a diamond price match guarantee. And just in case you don't, they offer 30-day returns. Shop Blue Nile today and experience the ease and convenience of the original online jeweler. Go to BlueNile.com today. That's BlueNile.com. This is a perfect time to bring up the fact that we kind of are thrown into another weight loss thing again. How is this working? So Has it already started? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Uh, basically, I think, <laughs> I think that when we did our Sober October recap, Joe was like, you could tell like in his eyes, he was like, you guys are fat again. Fat again. Oh, Jesus. And he was like, it's kind of upsetting to me. 
like it's like when he sees you smoke a, like someone smoke a cigarette and he's like yeah. Ugh. so he was like <laughs> why are you guys fat again and we we're like i don't know <laughs> and then he was like mm, let's do a weight loss thing and everyone was like okay and then with ari he's like and you please try to put something on yeah. he looks like he's ari he Ari's like got, he's fucking 80. He, Ari needs to put some muscle on because he's just got an old man's body. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he does. Like he needs to put muscle on for real because it lo- he does, he looks like, uh, just looks like, you know, and that's the number one thing for guys like that. Uh, Jews? The, the, no. Bone, oh. No, skinny, those lanky guys. Yeah. Is their bone density starts to disappear. His is. Yeah. His bone density is disappearing. It's really low. That's why he broke his fucking wrist skiing because yeah. he's getting turning into old man. Yeah. And that, that thing that happens with him, with guys like him, that skinny, skinny, don't have any mass, is one injury leads to another injury and that leads to death. He's a, death is knocking on his door. That soon? 100%. He's going to break a hip. Easy. He'll break a hip. Jesus. His bones are so brittle. He's got to lift weights. He broke his wrist doing nothing and it was a severe break. Yeah. Like he, like he when I say going nothing, he was skiing pretty fast but still a lot of people fucking bust and don't break their bones yeah yeah no he needs so he's doing that and then you and i are supposed to joe wants to lose 10 pounds no 15. 15 pounds he wants to get to 190 90. what are you trying to get down to i want to get to 205 but by the end of february is that something you're trying to do then right i don't know i can I, by the way i can totally focus on weight loss now because i got nothing on my plate i mean nothing not nothing but right but but are you gonna try to be you're not even trying to be 205 by the end of I want February. To get, I want, no, I just want to get as low as I can get. I want to get I want to get below 220 and stay below 220. Yeah. I can maintain weight fine. Like, I, I can actually... Let me rephrase this. I cannot gain weight. I, I know how to not gain weight, and I know how to gain weight. But I know how to not gain weight. The losing the weight is hard. Yeah. Once, like, when we got down to the weight What's loss, the hard part for you of weight loss? What's the hard part? Honestly, uh, I was talking to... I was talking to someone about drinking and they were saying like, you know, I, I was, I was out of control. I'd find myself walking over the bottle and just grabbing it and drinking it. I went, uh, I'm like that with my refrigerator. Like if I, I, Isla and I have the same fucking brain. Last night we're watching some stupid show, um, Alaskan Bush people. And they have a commercial for Domino's has a Brooklyn style pizza, mm-hmm. Brooklyn foldable style. Yeah. And Isla's fingers go up here. And she goes, oh, dad. Yeah, skipper fingers. She yeah. Goes, Would you get one of those? It's 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. What'd you say? I went, of course. I called Domino's. I called three different Domino's to find the one that, I mean, it was like, call the first Domino's. We don't deliver to you. Normally, you just go, oh, it's not meant to be. Yeah. Call the second Domino's. Took my order, placed my order, called back. Sorry, we don't deliver to you. I was like, don't worry, Otto. We're finding this Domino's. <laughs> called the third Domino's. Got an extra large pepperoni Brooklyn. Sent it in, and I said, I said to myself, I got it for Isla. I'm not going to have any. I literally am saying this. Really? I'm lying to myself. I'm lying. I'm lying to myself. I'm knowing full well I'm taking one to the face. I go, I go, you guys you guys want some pizza? And George is like, I'll take one. And Leanne's like, I'll try it. And I was like, well, we're all going to have one. And I'm like, no, no, not me, not me. So I put them all out in the, Tom, I ate one by myself and then lied to myself and took them out and go, here you go. And they're like, you're not going to have one? And I went, nah, I already ate it. I lied. I just lied. I can't help myself. Did, I cannot did, fucking help myself. Did you have more than one? I did not. For I, real? I did not. My mouth's watering. I went back to go get them, and it was uh, and it, it had cooled, and it, I saw now how much grease was on it. Yeah. And I looked at it cooled, and I was like, uh, it's not going to be what I saw when it showed up. I was like, I'm going to pass. 
I mean, I do this thing. I made a, I made a <laughs> udon, like a beef udon yeah. for the girls last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, And it was funny shit. Made bone broth. Like, it was really fun. I'm putting it away, and I'm just taking hunks of meat. Yeah. I'm just putting it in my of mouth. Of course, of course. Like, eating a meal. I'm eating a meal, but I'm, I can't, I have no self-control. With the food. Yeah, I, I have, it's weird because I have it right now. Right now, I haven't eaten yet today. At all? I've had coffee, yeah. And, I, and so I intermittent fast up until whatever the 16-hour period is. But man, once I know I can eat... Then you go crazy. Yeah, but it's even like yesterday, I was like, I'm going to eat healthy. I went to Hot Spin. I'm yeah. coming home. I'm like, I'm going to eat something healthy. And then Leanne had baked sourdough bread. And I was like, fuck, I'll make a sandwich. I'll make a healthy sandwich. And then I'm like putting cheese on it. And then I'm like fucking mayonnaise. And then I'm just like, I'm a horseradish. And yeah. I was like, fuck it. Let's load this bitch up. Yeah. Let's make a beautiful sandwich. And then I started, and then I start going, oh, by the way, this, this is like, I, I know this is real addiction. This is real addiction. I then say, who wants a grilled cheese? Knowing full well they're not going to finish a grilled cheese and I can wrap up a grilled cheese. Oh, yeah. And I make amazing grilled cheeses with Leanne's bread, lightly toasted, cheese is melting, bring it into Georgia, cut it in half, knowing she's only going to eat half. I eat a full grilled cheese eating both their halves. Yeah. And you're like, I didn't have grilled cheese today. <laughs> yeah. I just had a sandwich. I have a, I have a real problem with addiction with food. Like yeah. a legit, legit problem. And no, I can't help it. I, dude, I, I feel the same. I'm the same way. I, I really am. I, I, I love food. The hardest thing for me too is that like I'll get into good workout habits and then you're just like, you're fuel, like you're hungry. Like, so now it's not just like, oh, standard, I need to eat. I'm just, so for me, it's like the planning, right? Like planning the, planning how to eat. If you do the planning and the structure, oh, yeah. you can, but if you go like, I'm just going to wing it, I can't wing it. Oh, I can't wing it. I can't just go, I'll find something healthy to eat. Can't do it. What the fuck? No. I'll, I need, I'll... What you know what I probably need? I probably need uh, little boxes of things I'm allowed to eat. Put in the fridge. Yeah. And that's my thing. Because then I'll just look at it and go, oh, okay, I'll This do is that. for me. This yeah. Is for oh, me. I did yeah. that. I did a cleanse with Leanne. I got down to two, the lightest I've been in my adult life, probably 215, mm -hmm. 212. I looked really good. It was my right moment I turned 40. And my mouth's watering right now thinking of food. And I would have a juice in the morning, lean protein and green in the afternoon, and a juice at night. And it was like very structured. I'm good with rules. Like that's why Sober October works for me is because I go, oh, I'm, I can do no, no booze at yeah. all. I can totally do no booze. But if you say a little booze, I'm going to go, why not a lot of booze? Why not, right. why not every other night? Why not like as opposed to I just should go like last night. I'm, last night I'm like, I'm not going to drink tonight. I'm not going to eat healthy. And then I go to the store because I'm making this bone broth. And I'm like, oh, I could really pump up this udon. And then I was like, I need some sake with this udon. Like, why yeah. not get a little sake? It goes in the recipe anyway. It's a little. And then next thing you know, I'm I'm stirring bone broth, drinking sake out of the thing, going like, fucking who wants to open a bottle of wine? <laughs> yeah, you're living well. But you're not doing so. You know, it's not as crazy as you as it sounds. It's not like you're like in trouble. No, it's, and I'm not. I'm not like. The thing is, I'm getting up every day. I'm working out twice a day. I'm running three miles every day this year. That's my goal. I'm going to run 1,000 miles this year. That's great. I'm going to run 1,000 miles and do 25 push-ups every day. I figured if I run 1,000 miles and do 25 push-ups every single day, mm -hmm. I will see a difference. It's got to be some difference for yeah, sure. I ran 383 miles last year. Wow. So this would be more than triple. Well, the key is, right, it's or more no, than triple, triple, but, triple. But I had like January of last year, I ran... 1.9 miles like it's I, not a good month that's, that's when i put on 
all my weight. Really? Beginning of was my it tour. on the road? Oh, yeah. Beginning of my tour. Yeah, yeah. Fucking. What do you guys want for dinner? I don't know. What's the city good, big, known for? Coney's. Yeah. Let's get $100 worth. Yeah. No, I was. <laughs> when the tour, you know, the you other thing. how big we'd be together if we toured together? We would the, be houses. The tour, the, the, bad, the bad part about the tour is not just, it was the four or five cities in a week sleep all fucked you know what i mean like when yeah. you have very little structure to it, it's like then we're gonna get on the bus at midnight you'll wake up 6 a.m we'll be in this city you know and then you, you you're like dragging through that day you have two shows that night get back on the bus those were the those weeks are not good for you and health. casinos i did two casinos in december and uh pachanga and borgata and you get done the borgata you know especially borgata pachanga was amazing as well but especially borgata you get done and they're like uh Hey, we got a, a table for you at the restaurant. Yeah. Uh, everything's taken care of. And you're like, yeah. oh, cool. And you go in, you're like, um, they're like, what do you want? And I was like, well, it's good. And he was bone in filet. And you're like, I'll take one. Oh, it's midnight. Give me a double Tito's and soda. Yeah, but don't forget, you got to try it. We have like six great appetizers. Dude. You want us to bring them all out? Patanga. Like, we go to, okay. to Patanga. And I go in and I, I said, you know, I'm with, I'm with my family. Cause, no, that was Borgata. I'm with Borgata. I'm with my family. And, uh, Meaning, uh, my uncle, a couple of my uncle, my cousins, uh, and, uh, Ian, my opener and I could, they go, what do you want? And I said, well, it's good. And they go, scallops is really good. The bacon's really good, but the seafood tower is pretty outrageous. And I go, well, we don't need all that. We'll just go bacon and scallops. And then the guy comes over and leans up there and he goes, uh, it's comped. I went, what? And he goes, it's, it's comped. So get the seafood tower. And I was like, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then he comes over and he goes, so what do you guys want to eat? And I go, why don't you just pick? He goes, yeah. I said, yeah. He goes, you're gonna like what I bring out. He brought out, all, I think, one of every steak and had them all pre-sliced, and it was all over the fucking table. And it was, and and he brought. They had a. My mouth is watering right now. <laughs> they had a bone-in veal parmesan. Mm -hmm. A bone-in. Never even heard of that veal parmesan. It was the greatest thing I had ever yeah. had in my life. I'm gonna tell you. It was so good, comped meal. I'm not gonna say what I tipped because I don't. I was pretty drunk, mm -hmm. but I think I tipped. I'm pretty sure I tipped. Wow! Right? Because, but yeah, but you're talking about a twelve hundred dollar meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I tell you? I t I I tipped. I called someone mm -hmm. and asked him what I tip, mm -hmm. and he goes, "You tip the you tip what the bill was." God damn! I said, "Really?" And he goes, "You." are saving 20% you tip what the bill was and I went it's an interesting way to look at it I had already planned on paying it so that is an interesting way to someone says this is for free who told you that I mean one of my buddies one of my buddies is a movie producer oh the wow guy, Tom Hayslip he goes uh, you tip if someone's comping your meal you tip them what the bill would have been what the bill would have been and then you just save 20% knowing you would have tipped 20% so you, ultimately it's, it's a good deal and I was like eh I was like I'll just tip half the bill or whatever roughly but the Jesus. best was best was he then uh told me how everyone else tipped so, you know i'm not the only comic that goes to the borgata lots of comics go to the borgata lots of comics get exactly what i got a lot of comics get comped meals a lot of comics bring in families and ah. not so good and not so good some guys are great some guys are great he was like i'm not supposed to tell you this but man i'll tell you right now you tip right. nice i went really he goes oh yeah all right well these cameras are about to go off so <laughs> i'd like the full scoop yeah i'll give it to you yeah, you want to go to restaurants with me. I go, <laughs> I'm fucking asshole. Let's do, let's go. I mean, I just, I'm just like. Oh, we're going to eat tomorrow. 
We are. Oh yeah. 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 I'm always just like, what's they'll be like? Well, the four big ones that people usually order. I'm like, so those, and they're like, you want all of them? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh okay. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, bring them all out, and then you know, have the table share that, and then come back. Maybe we'll do. I don't know. Maybe we'll do multiple courses. And they're like, this isn't a multiple course <laughs> restaurant. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, we'll do it anyway. Dude, Leanne goes. Can I tell you something that I think is pretty basic, but I don't think you're really getting your head around? I said, what's that? She goes, in the periods of your life when you're gaining weight, it's when you're ordering two meals at dinner. <laughs> and I went, yeah. And by the way, I don't see it because I know I only eat half of those meals. Yeah. Like, because I'll get, sometimes I'll go to dinner and I won't know, like I did this the other day at an Italian restaurant. I said, uh, I know I should get the fish, and the fish sounds good. Yeah. But what's your best pasta? And he goes, oh. Yeah. And I go, okay, I'll get one of each. Squid ink, right? Uh, oh, come on. How do you on. not go squid ink? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Leanne's like, and then and then Leanne got her meal, and it sucked. And I go, try my squid ink. And she was like, oh, no, you got it. And I go, no, have it. And then I pass it around. Everyone take a little bite. Todd, it's really good. Squid ink's great. And then I eat the fish. Fish was a little bony. And then you're like, oh, thank God I got the squid ink, you know? So I, I but... Ordering two meals is my favorite thing. Or going to them and saying, "What's what's your best? What's your four best appetizers?" Just bring them out. Don't even tell me what they are. Yeah, oh, I love out. being surprised. Yeah, of course. Shit, man, I'm fucking starving right now. Yeah, it's one three. I haven't eaten today. Oh yeah, I gotta get going. What do you, too. What, if you could go, if you could get something to eat right now, what would it be? Right now, like yeah, like drive through, uh, like. I mean, I haven't eaten much today either. So something like really hearty and fatty sounds good. Like a big ass, you know. In and out burger, like, uh, oh. I mean, you talking about steaks just make me want a steak. I went to a steakhouse last night and got salmon, you know, trying to be a good boy. Well, I talked to my trainer. That's so like having I was, a threesome and just jacking off in the corner. I know. The, my, my trainer, I was going through this fucking weight loss thing because we had broken down <laughs> Wait, my. Hold on. What is the joke there? You went to a steakhouse and got salmon. That's like wearing a condom in a threesome. <laughs> If you, I went to a steak and got salmon. That's like, that's, I went to a steakhouse and got salmon. That's like, uh, that's like being gay, but not having anal sex. What, what's the point of being gay then? Yeah. If you're just getting blowjobs. It's like, <laughs> it's like being black and never rapping. Okay. All right. All right. I so, can't co-sign that. So, uh, it's like, <laughs> by the way. What? Nothing. I already. I guess do it, nine great. Do it. Do it. No way. No fucking way. That's a great one, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. It's like being a pedophile oh. and not <laughs> and not having a computer. <laughs> uh, wait. What were? We, oh yeah. Oh, I went. To, I was talking to my trainer, and he was like. Well, you know what your macros are, right? You break down like uh, your protein, carb, fat per day. Yeah. And then he was like, hey, I broke this all down. He goes, so like your calorie intake should be. And it was like <laughs> like 1,700. And I was like, I feel like maybe I should calculate it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, are you hitting that? And I was like, I think I think more, but I got to go look at the data. <laughs> Wait, so, so. You looked at your calorie intake the same way people look at baking at altitude. You're like, yeah. ah. It's <laughs> a couple thousand feet. Uh, uh, Leanne right. got a trainer. She did? Leanne got a trainer. And When's her 50th? August 20th. Dude, you, what are you planning? You got to plan something crazy. 
I was thinking of originally I wanted to get uh, I wanted to get a beach house in Hawaii and fly whoever she wants out to Hawaii. Yeah, and and everyone go to a beach house for for like a week. That's great. Yeah, she's like, why would we do that? Why don't we just get a beach house in Malibu? And then I was like, okay. And then she's like, well, wait, why? Why would we even get a beach house? Let's just have a party. Here. You need you need to just fucking oh, you need to override. Yeah, you need to just do it anyway. You need to book it. Just book it and be like, you're fucked. Happy birthday. <laughs> we gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta run. Um, love you. Happy Pretty New boy Year. World tour. Uh, Tom's in Australia right now. Yep. E en español. Go to tomsegura.com slash tour for the dates that I'm, I'm announcing a bunch of dates later in 2020, but he's on a big tour right now. So go see Pretty him. Boy World Tour. I will see you guys. Have fun. Have fun. All right. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bert and Tom. Tom and Bert. One goes topless while the other wears a shirt. Tom tells stories and Bert's the machine. There's not a chance in hell that they'll keep it clean. Here's what we call Two Bears One Cave. No scripts, a bit of booze, amateur partology. Dirty jokes, raunchy humor, no apologies. Here's what we call Two Bears One Cave.